We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey man, are you ready to take the step to quitting porn but feel stuck because you don't know how? Well, I have just the thing for you, the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. In the Accelerator, you will get the three essentials to a successful recovery. One, expert guidance from myself, someone who has five years of freedom under their belt. Two, a proven roadmap. We have helped transform over 2,000 relationships through our programs. And three, like-minded community of men. Recovering alongside other men increases your chance of hitting your recovery goals by 66%. Isn't that amazing? So if you're really serious about accelerating your recovery, then head on over to secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or click the link in the show notes to hop on a complimentary call with me to see if you're a good fit for the accelerator. Until then, God bless. Hey, Sean here. Today, I want to talk about a problem that I see in the area of accountability and allies, and that is really the lack of discomfort people experience when they are with a ally or an accountability partner or a mentor. There's something really important about having safe people but having those safe people challenge you and create discomfort because it's in safe environments that are uncomfortable that you will grow the most. I see so many men that I work with experiencing safety with people, but it's very much an encouraging environment, which we need that, but they're lacking the environment that is challenging and they really only get that once a week when they're getting coached. And if you're not getting coached, then you're not getting that at all. And there's really nobody pointing out your blind spots. So I wanna talk about that today. And yes, I am flying solo today. Helena is not well. So I'm coming at you with a kind of an in-between episode before we come back together and fill in some of the gaps after the confession and repentance episode. But today I am talking about the partnership of safety and, and and discomfort because that is really what this is all about in terms of how to have deep, meaningful, intentional relationships that you wouldn't call accountability partners or allies or triads or whatever you want to call it. It is so vital that they are safe people and that they are people who encourage you but also create discomfort, who challenge you and grow you. So how do we do that? Well, the very idea of safety doesn't have to be as big as we might make it. There are safe people everywhere. One of the big things we need to do is have an intentional step. We need to take an intentional step to ask people 
to get to know people, to learn about people, to really see if they're somebody that we would find safe, that we would see as a safe person to talk to about our deeper struggles. And that doesn't just start right away. Maybe there are people you have history with. That's a great place to start. But maybe it's like, huh, I'm at a new church. These people look like they have fruit on the tree. They look like they have things that I want. I would love to get to know them and actually opening up space to get to know people better. But safety in of itself is basically finding people that hear you, listen to you, that respond with love and grace that they hear what you're saying and they don't shame you they receive you they are safe because they hold on to your story they they they're basically like heart a heart with ears they listen and they love they are all about you more than they are about what you have done just like jesus just like our savior and that is safety in of itself that is a heartbeat of safety feeling like you can share anything with that person at any time and they are going to respond with love and grace and support and that safety area that safety element is really where you get that feeling of being encouraged and being loved and all of these other things that is the safety element so i need to ask you who can you feel safe with who do you feel safe with? Those are really important questions to ask. Stop letting shame get in the way and play a role where you assume the worst. If I told that person, what would they think of me? It's amazing how we do that with so many people, but I can almost guarantee there's at least three to five people that you either know or could get to know in your sphere of influence in the environments you're in that would be incredibly safe people. There's also incredible communities that are available virtually. I have a secret habit community for my clients. That's a safe place to share the junk, to share the good, to share the struggles, to share it all. And the goal there is for it to be a place where we all understand that we are all sexually broken. So that is really what safety is all about. Finding people that see you as a human, as a beloved son, a beloved daughter, even though you're going through messy things and you can share those messy things with them and not be seen any different. Now let's look at the flip side or the other side, the partnering side, which is the discomfort side of things. This is definitely more challenging because you're gonna have to open yourself up to wanting to be challenged, to wanting to be guided. I think that is so key, actually opening yourself up to say, hey, this is where I'm at in my life. This is where I'm at in my recovery. This is where I want to go. These have been some of the things that have been causing me struggles and snags. These are some of the things I'm working on. I really want to grow. You know, you know, would you be willing to help me with seeing my blind spots, with seeing areas of um, dissociation, areas of deprivation? Would you help me when you see areas of you know, inconsistency and bad decisions and bad choices? Would you lovingly present, present those to me? Would you be able to lovingly challenge me in those? Would you be able to lovingly hold me accountable, not in a way of surveillance, but in a way of the next time we meet, if we're making, meeting weekly, ask me, how did that go? Why didn't it go this way? What did you not take control of? What did you not do that you said you would do? What are you gonna do differently next time? Those are incredibly uncomfortable questions. And imagine getting asked those questions from somebody you feel safe with, somebody who loves you and supports you every single week. It's really hard to run away from the truth when you have one, two, three, four, five people in your life that are safe 
and creating discomfort, discomfort in a good way on a weekly basis. So this is really that idea of safety and discomfort being put together. And I just think if more men and women had environments where they felt safe, man, there would be so much more openness that would just rid us of shame, that would just crush shame. And I love that idea because when we feel safe, we become vulnerable. And when we become vulnerable, we crush shame because shame says you are bad. If you tell anybody that you're going to be the biggest failure, you are this, you are that. But when we share something and are met with ears that are open and eyes that are loving and a receptivity that doesn't say anything other than you are loved, we realize that shame has been lying all along. And that is so important. So safety crushes shame because it opens the door for vulnerability and vulnerability actually comes from the root word vulna that actually means like opening a wound so when you're in safe places you're opening up a wound and when a wound is open it has the chance to be dealt with and healed and that's really where this other piece comes from the discomfort piece it's not discomfort in a negative fashion of like uncomfortable awkwardness it's discomfort in the way of you being challenged by somebody who knows your story knows your struggle knows your goals knows your desires they have your best interests at heart and that's why it's uncomfortable because when you don't live up to what you said you would do when you're off track on your goals they're going to nudge you and ask you hard questions to figure out what's going wrong what's the barrier how to get back on track and what is yeah what's keeping you from being accountable and that is a environment that growth happens and it's because it's a safe environment that growth happens because sometimes with discomfort and challenging if it's not in a safe environment where the relationship has been developed it can create shame it can create unhealthy guilt it can create a desire to hide and escape but when it's in a safe environment when it's partnered with discomfort from somebody who you trust and love and have intentionally open yourself up to to be challenging that is where growth happens so for me I have several mentors in my life who are exactly this for me they are safe and they create an environment that is uncomfortable because they challenge me. And I actually have three mentors specifically who are in their 70s who are very much like that, where they don't let me get away with BS. And that is so powerful. I feel safe to message them literally any day, every day, if I'm you know off track in some area or I got in a fight with Helena and I got angry and irritated, I can message them like, about the sin and confess and repent. And it's so amazing that sometimes they'll send me an encouragement word sometimes they'll send me a question for me to think deeper sometimes they'll just really challenge me and say like dude you said this why why are you still doing that and because it's a safe place I feel like they're wanting to help me they're not attacking me and then I look at a lot of other guys in my life I have guys in my life that are younger like more peer-to-peer my age where there is such a safety because we both understand what we're going through together with if it's building a business or be, being husbands or being fathers there's something so cool about being able to send them a message give them a call and know their safety and I could tell them anything at that time but then knowing that they understand my situation that allows for a beautiful encouragement but it also allows for a beautiful challenge if i'm on if i'm off track in an area it's so cool for them to say sean like i'm going through the same thing and i understand it's hard but you doing that is not right that is not helpful and i've just been challenged by that so many times and i and i love the brothers who are in my life who i could call allies and friends who i've developed safety with who i've allowed 
for a challenging spirit in my life. So there's that safety plus discomfort. And I really believe if more men, more women had environments where they felt safe but challenged in, that would really be the epitome of living out that great quote that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it is connection. Because if we had real connection that was meaningful in all facets of life, we need to be connected to God. We need to be connected to ourselves. We need to be connected to other people in friendships and family, but also in these ally accountability situations. We need to be connected to nature. I'm not saying that this is the only way to connect is having a safe, challenging relationship. Of course not. But if you don't have a few of these in your life, how are you going to grow? Because I know for most people, their family relationships are not this. They might be safe, but they're probably not challenging in a discomfort way where they know everything about you or maybe they don't feel safe and they feel uncomfortable in the in the negative way with certain friends it's easy to just kind of play games together have fun together and there's nothing wrong with that but are you being developed and sharpened by your friendships those are the deeper questions we need to ask so if those are things are not happening where you're being safe you have safety and being challenged you need to open yourself up and ask how can i you know find one person how can i how can I ask one person to, to be invited into my story, into my journey in the next week, two weeks? Maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's somebody you know at church who has fruit on the tree, who has things that you want, who lives a life, who's overcome things that you want to overcome. Maybe it's a mentor, somebody who takes other guys under their wing. Maybe there's a, a mentorship program of some sort. I know Family Life Canada has a marriage mentorship program, so that's an example. Or maybe it's a coach like me or or somebody else who is certified in this area of coaching men through sexual addiction, who has a program that's developed to help you specifically, who has a community built into that program because we know that safety and discomfort are so important to partner together. But even in those communities, there's opportunities for friendships. I know there's one guy in the community who's looking to plan a virtual board game night soon. So it's not just all you know being safe and being challenged. It's all about every facet of connection being met in a place that has like-minded men who are on the same journey. So that is so important, something I'm so passionate about. So overarching theme here, guys, is just how do you find safety and how do you invite those people who you feel safe around into your story so they can be challenging to you, supportive and encouraging, not just encouraging and not just challenging, but actually offer you what you need. Because again, we all have blind spots. I just couldn't speak enough about my own blind spots. It's been mentors in my life, coaches in my life, safe people who I've invited into challenging me in my life who've said, Sean, this area needs growth. This area needs attention. And it's been those times where I've truly grown the most. And here's a kicker. I can't rely on Helena, my wife, to do that for me. I can't rely on her. I feel safe with her. I feel encouraged, supported, and challenged by her. But I can't rely on her to be my mentor, to be my guide, to be my ally. There are times where she has blessed me immensely by being that safe, challenging person or that safe, encouraging person. But she is not my ally in that same sense. I need a brother a mentor, a coach who is going to speak 
into that. So that's a real challenge if you're listening to this and you're trying to do this alone or you're trying to just do this with your wife. You really need somebody who's not emotional to your situations because it's that ability to not be emotional that allows that person to speak more rationally. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of coaching. When I coach men, I get to have a unemotional perspective into their issues. And it's often me saying, dude, that sounds like you're not taking ownership. Dude, that sounds like you are giving up responsibility. That sounds like you're the one who actually is being entitled or prideful. And it's somewhat funny in some ways. And I've had that conversation with my mentor so many times. Sean, that's just you being entitled. That's just you wanting control. So there's safety there. I feel safe with them. And I feel like the challenge is then received. So anyways, this is a conversation that we're going to continue, you know, piggybacking up on over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about kind of going off of confession and repentance. We're going to talk about um, natural consequences, boundaries, accountability, kind of tying all this thing together. Like, who do you talk to? When do you talk to? How do you talk to? That stuff's all so important, but I wanted to come off, come on here and have a solo episode that was something just on my heart combining safety and discomfort for ultimate growth. So if you don't feel like you have any safe people in your life, ask yourself, why is that? Are you assuming the worst of people? Are you letting shame overwhelm you? And if you don't feel like you're being challenged by anybody, maybe that's a time for you to either invite people deeper into your story and ask them to become a real guide to you, or maybe that's time for you to get some new mentors who you feel safe around who are actually going to challenge you because you deserve growth. Growth is something that you're made for, and I believe it honors the Lord when you take the time intentionally to grow and develop yourself, especially through connection, because that famous quote coming up again, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it is connection. So my my, my, my tip to you is stop focusing so much on what you do with recovery assignments and all these things, or even just going to encouraging places. Start focusing on really what works, and what works is getting into safe places with one, two, or three people, either individually or at a time, and have it be a place that is actually challenging, but also backed up with love and support. So if you need any guidance on something like this, this is why I have the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, because it offers that expert guidance, it offers the content you need to recover, but it offers the safe place in the community, but also in the weekly group coaching calls that are safe and uncomfortable, full of safety and discomfort because that's how men grow, but backed up by men who understand this issue, especially me understanding this issue, so that there's encouragement, there's support, there's love, there's grace, there's mercy. So that is something that I'm really excited about. So yes, that is the wrap for today, combining safety and discomfort. I hope it has blessed you. And I hope it has challenged you to ask yourself some deeper questions that would help you create those safe places that are also uncomfortable so you can have ultimate growth and ultimately quit pornography, overcome unwanted sexual behavior, and walk in freedom so you and your loved ones can experience so much more in this life that God made you for. So as we always end, as I'm flying solo today, ending on our mantra, may our failures be your success. And God bless, and as Helena always says, lots of love. Take care, guys. Hey, did you know that you can be a part of our vision of transforming 100,000 relationships in the next seven years? The easiest way for you to do that is to rate, 
review, and share our show so other men, women, and couples can experience healing and transformation. And for yourself, hit subscribe to get the new episodes right to your library as soon as they come out. If you want to take it a step further, it would be incredible if you would let someone know about our Recovery Accelerator program, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. You can get more information on that at secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning into our show today. God bless.